The following is paid programming brought to you by WT Wealth Management. Nothing we discuss should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational purposes only. Please do your own research and speak to an investment advisor or financial planner before making any investment decisions. All right, welcome everyone. You're listening to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least, and we're picking up right where we left off last week. Glenn Least, obviously here. You have to be here. It's your, it's your show, Glenn. <laughs> yeah, I Co- hope so. Cody Harmon is here as well, works with Glenn. And um, we went over last week a lot of the calls you've been getting, and mm-hmm. you can call Glenn anytime, 928-225-2474, about the market being down last year. Yep. You got a lot of emails, intelligent yes, investing at WTWealthManagement.com if you want to talk with Glenn uh, or Cody. I don't know who checks that. Both do. We both do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it was what what types of concerns you've been seeing? And I'll just read the list real quick because we got through I think yeah. half of these. Should I move everything to cash? Yep. That was one of them. We went over that. You can get listen to that uh, detailed explanation last week. Yeah. Uh, on the, 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 the podcast. The potential pitfalls of yeah, doing that. Yeah. Yeah. The podcast is intelligent investing with Glenn Lease. Look that up and subscribe. Another one was I only want to invest when stocks are going up. Uh, <laughs> okay. Why is my portfolio down? Isn't there something that Glenn can do about it um, to fix it? Magic kind of wand type thing. Yeah, silver bullet. Then if it's going down, people don't want to pay for the investment management that Glenn works on all Uh, the time uh, or anyone in your industry, uh, to be fair. Um, And then now we're going to get into look how much I've lost. Oh, no, we we covered this one last week, actually. Look how much I've lost. My account lost X amount of dollars. You know, checking it all the time. Yeah. And what it takes to remake those losses, things yeah. like and that. And you don't lose until you sell. And so on paper, you know, if your account is down, because they, they, a lot of my clients will say, I've lost this much, which mm-hmm. is not 100% accurate in my opinion. I would probably phrase it as my portfolio is down this much because unless you sell at that low point, you haven't really realized a loss. If you bought Apple shares for $10 and now it's worth eight, but you don't sell it. And then the next year it pops back up to 12, you know, that one year you're temporary down, but overall you're still ahead. So that's something I try and reframe with my clients is that, um, like I get it. Like I, you know, six figures, you know, people are down and, uh, sometimes seven it's, it's uncomfortable. It's not a happy sure. day. It, yeah. It's not a happy day, but, um, I think if you have the right perspective and a lot of my wealthier clients, they've been doing this a while. This is not new to them. They know what to expect. They've kind of been through this, this song and dance before. So it's, it's to be expected. Um, but it's when you panic and do sell, that's when you realize the loss. It's actually real. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it, it, time horizons are everything. And, and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. like, like I said, last week I shared my story. I mean, I invested with you last year and I, it wasn't a great year, but I don't really look, I've been doing this for a long time and, but everybody sure. has a different situation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so it, and you, if you get a first time person, it could be quite jolting. If, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that first year, I'm always on thin ice, right? Because yeah, what yeah. happens the first year, like you, it's a down year. And if the client doesn't have the right perspective, that could really mess with them. I yeah. mean, I had clients that invested right at the height of 2022 before the market started going down. So, um, but I mean, if they only had a year horizon, 
And yeah, they, yeah, their concerns are hundred percent valid. I mean, yeah, they, you know, they're, they're going to be in, in tough, tough waters there, but if they're for high time horizons, four or five years, we actually had a graph that sometimes we show our clients that it shows about what's the probability of your account being positive over X amount of years or months. And so, um, after you get past two years, it's like a 90 something percent chance that your, your account's going to be positive. And then, you know, after two years, there's a 90% chance your you know count won't be down too. So it goes both ways. So yeah. um, I think that's helpful to remind us, you know, remind ourselves, because if we have a three to five year time horizon and you and Glenn, and we've talked about this and we have it kind of the game plan, but yet after six months, you want to bail on the plan. It's like, I don't know how to help people be successful. Yeah, I, I can, it's I can hard. be there and walk through them and, you know, misery loves company. You talk to them like, Hey, I'm down too. I get it. And it's uncomfortable, but this is how I can help you be successful and, and jumping ship or jumping out of the roller coaster midway through is not the way to be successful. Well, I, I lied last week though. I actually did check the account once uh-huh. and I saw it was down mm-hmm. and I went and I stole all your chickens and held them ransom. <laughs> and I, I hedged with the eggs because those eggs have gone up a whole bunch, right? Yeah, it was a good investment yeah. for 2022. We, we might get more chickens. And we were oh, talking wow. about a couple yeah. weeks, uh, last show. Hopefully uh, it's not peak chicken right now. <laughs> on your show, we were talking about, you know, uh, you know, being entrepreneurial. And so I think, you know, my daughters, they loved caring for the chickens. That might be something I put them in charge of as well Is if we get another 10 or 20 chickens is helping get the eggs, put them in the, the dozens or whatever, and, you know, sell yeah, them to family and friends, some family and friends. They'll pay up. Apparently mm-hmm. you're paying 12 bucks in Phoenix for eggs. So yeah, what, just, what are farm fresh eggs worth? I now? just hope they don't like do the, you know, kids trying to sell lemonade and lemonade stand and the city officials come by and say, where's your business permit? Where's your LLC? Yeah. And kind of, I haven't down. heard about that one in quite a few years because I think it was such a negative. Oh yeah. They got hit so hard when the poor kids out there selling lemonade. I always feel bad when I drive by the kid and I'm like, your kids have been there too. Yeah. Like, oh no, I got, you're busy. And you're like, but I got to stop. I got to buy this questionable lemonade from the side. I I never sold lemonade, but yard work and detailing cars was where all the money was at for me and watching animals. Those are, those are my three things growing up and they mowing lawn for me. Yeah. 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 Okay. So another one we want to hit on here with Glenn is what about gold? Mm -hmm. Um, I hear that it's safe. What if we move everything over to gold? We'll hit on that. The market's going to zero. That's a good one. I think we touched on that a bit last week. Yeah. We'll talk about it again. What should I do if we enter a recession? <laughs> Question if we already did or not, right? I heard about this annuity from my neighbor that pays 7%. It's always good when you get the, the neighbor advice or the brother-in-law mm-hmm. yeah. advice, right? Uh, should I move large amounts of my dollars into that? So let's start with where we left off last week, which is other asset classes. And you've talked about gold on the show and uh-huh. precious metals and commodities before. What about gold? I hear it's safe. I want to move everything over to gold right now. Boom. Yeah. So let's actually take a step back and and think about gold. What does gold do? Um, Everyone thinks it's this very rare metal and it's, it's not as rare as you might think. I mean, given enough money and energy, you can mine gold, you know, all throughout the world with modern technologies. A thousand years ago is a way different story, but you know, gold is just a metal and it just sits there, right? It's not innovating. It's not creating new software. It's not creating no goods or products. In fact, gold actually takes money because you have to guard it, right? Because if you have a lot of gold, you know, a million dollars of gold in your basement, you got to invest in some security or, you know, put it in a warehouse and have guards there. Um, But it's not innovating. It's not doing anything. And, and gold historically has kept pace with inflation to a point. And I've heard this analogy with gold is it, you know, one ounce of gold can buy a, you know, man, man's fine suit, you know, a mm-hmm. tuxedo suit. And that's that. pretty much been fair across the board. Um, but if you're looking to try and put everything in gold, um, 
I just don't think that's a great long-term plan because gold, if we look at all the different asset classes over the last 120 years, the U.S. dollar is down like 95%. Gold might have been $1.00. You know, 1905 might be worth like 15 or 20 dollars today, but if you had it in you know growth stocks, it'd be worth like 10,000. So, um, if you're getting out of stocks to go to gold, I think you run into the same problem as if being in cash. Um, and uh, we still use gold in our portfolios, but not a ton. You know, maybe two and a half, five percent. And we've actually been shifting out of this. Cody and I, when we um, kind of get clients set up, we, we call it like rare earth metals. And that doesn't just mean gold. We're looking for metals that actually have an applicable use. Because aside from jewelry and maybe some electronics, I mean, gold isn't used all that much. It's just a shiny piece of metal that we like. Whereas copper, titanium, tungsten, lithium, those are all things that are used very much in our daily life. If we're going to try and hedge against inflation or have some metals, I like those. Even copper and silver has a lot of uses too. So, I, I mean, gold I don't have anything against it. Gold is also a tricky asset class because I used to trade gold for years and uh, it doesn't always move the way you think it should move. It's, it's very manipulated I've by, that over by the too. monetary policy of the federal reserve. So yeah. So going all to gold, I, I like a little bit of gold, but I think the question was put it all in gold because the zombie apocalypse coming basically sure, or sure. downtime. That's different from saying having an allocation that yeah. you look at in your individual situation. Yeah. It's so, much different. So a good example is I had a client of mine just the other week. He's got some gold, but he's he keeps just enough gold to be able to transact for maybe six months or a year if everything, you know, went to yeah. you know, just yeah. went to, you know, hell in handbag yeah. or whatever. Um, but he's not like saying I'm gonna, you know, take twenty five percent of my portfolio and invest all in gold, because for him that might be seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars just in gold. And if you own the physical gold, there's also the um the transaction or the bid ask spread. So what mm-hmm. you buy it for versus what you can sell it for right away. So say you buy it for twelve hundred, you might be able to turn around and sell it for eleven fifty. So there's a little bit of you know hit that you take in that in that aspect. And then also for thinking about if if everything went really bad, you know how easy is it to, to transact in gold? Like you'd have to have coins, you'd have to melt it down or do the gold dust thing. And so I think there's just more efficient ways if you're really thinking you know there's going to be an apocalypse, you know to have store value um, like. Uh, Water, farming supplies, eggs, um, (laughs) seeds, produce, ammunition, clothes. Those are all probably better stores of value. I I don't know that the food rations is a good idea either. I mean, because I actually have some food rations. This may be enough for two or three weeks. Like the long-term storage stuff? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So um, I've always been like, you never use it. You know, yeah. I always like to buy stuff I use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, yeah, if you're looking for like a hedge, if everything went wrong, I would actually put food rations above gold because it actually has more use. But above food rations, I'd put like the other things we just named off, like yeah, things you yeah, use. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I, people who listen to my show know that I, I like gold, but mm-hmm. it's an insurance policy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not – and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago where, uh, you know – there are problems out there, but you still have to live your life and invest mm-hmm. in all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you think the zombie apocalypse is coming, then you probably would tr- be trading in bullets. And you shouldn't and, do anything with the food. stock market. And, <laughs> you know, if you yeah. think the market's going to zero, you shouldn't even have money in the bank. You shouldn't even be investing in the stock market because those are two counter ideas to say, oh, the market's going, the world's going to zombie apocalypse, but yet I'm going to invest in the stock market too. Cause those, those two philosophies don't line up. Um, you know, could the market fluctuate? Could we have some economic recession? Sure. But I don't think things are going to zero. Like even if a meteor hit the earth, like and it took out most of the earth, I think that's the one scenario that Cody and I thought of that would actually 
you know, everything, zero. yeah, go to zero, yeah. but world war, huge, you know, famine or labor shortages or, you know, resources well, crunch. We're still going to use some of these companies. I'm not going to drill my own oil. I'm not going to haul my own trash. I'm not going to heat my own home. Uh, I mean, I do have a uh, wood stove, but you know, all these things that we use in our daily life, I'm not going to farm my own food. Like we try to do that. We have a garden every it's year. It's really hard. It's really hard and it's really expensive. Get your survival seed kit here. If the apocalypse hit, you'll grow your beans and this and that. Right. And I'm like, you'll be dead before those things. You know, grow. actually seeds. <laughs> it's I really like, hard. I like that idea of uh, stockpiling seeds that are non-genetically modified because okay. I think as time goes on. You think on, it's going to be harder to get? Yeah. 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 Cause everything's yeah. going to be modified. I mean, even places in Mexico that have, you know, no contact, you know, they get the you know, genetically modified seeds, you know, in their fields. And then it's technically a, a patented seed by the yeah, corporation. I've read, seen a lot about that. Yeah. I want to come back and yep. touch a little bit more about the market going down to zero. Cause I think that was interesting conversation yep. we had yep. last week too. And if you got a question for Glenn, give him a call 928-225-2474, or you can email uh, any of your questions. You could add to this uh, pretty long list of questions that people have had for Glenn. Yes, please do. By emailing intelligent investors. <laughs> at WT Wealth Management. That's Intelligent Investing at WT Wealth Management. Back in just a minute. You're listening to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least. Give Glenn a call right now at 928-225-2474. That's 928-225-2474. More Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least when we come back. The following is paid programming brought to you by WT Wealth Management. Nothing we discuss should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational purposes only. Please do your own research and speak to an investment advisor or financial planner before making any investment decisions. All right, welcome back to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Lease. We've been... This is the second part of this because there were so many kind of questions and comments you've gotten over the past couple of months regarding last year's kind of rough year. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think a lot of great uh, comments from um, people that invest with you and, and talk with you, Glenn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can email them in intelligentinvesting with w- at wtwealthmanagement.com or call 928-225-2474. But the one we touched on last week that I found fascinating that I thought of afterwards and maybe other people have as well is this idea of I'm not going to do it. Everything's going to zero. It's all going to, to heck. Mm. And you know, we're, we're, we don't, we're down, we're, we're up a Creek without a paddle, whatever you want to say here. (laughs) And if that's the philosophy, then bunker in, I guess, and you know, get your survival seed kit. But Mm -hmm. I I think most of us don't want to live like that and don't need to live like that. Quite frankly, you mentioned the meteor or, you know, some (laughs) of those movies, those disaster movies, like, I guess anything's possible. Sure. But do you want to live like, and everything going to zero, it would take an extreme. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, not saying it, it couldn't, not saying it's not, there's not a probability it's of such something. a remote out, possibility. Like a dumb and dumber. You're saying yeah. there's a chance. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> One in a million. Yeah. Um, Address that a little more. Yeah. So I actually heard from a family member. We're, we're working on some stuff at one of my uh, renovation houses and they, uh, they were convinced that uh, the market was going to zero. Mm-hmm. And I said, really? Um, why, why do you say that? And he's like, well, market went to zero in the 70s. 
and uh, people were jumping out of windows. And I was like, that's not accurate. Yeah. They, the market didn't go to zero. Now, could it had a you know couple of really bad years? Oh, absolutely. But it didn't go to zero. I said, okay, well, let's take this a step further. Um, are there companies that you think are um, you know insulated that wouldn't go to zero? And I asked, well, what do you think about oil companies? Oh, those are going to go to zero. I was like, well, what about you know um, food companies? Oh, those are going to zero. And well, what about ammunition or, you know, weapons companies to help defend your, your home. All oh, those are going to zero. So that, that <laughs> line of thought process tells me that there's so much fear involved in that line of thinking. And so taking a step back and, and looking at that thought process um, critically and saying, is that a reality, right? Is everything really going to go to zero? And, um, you know, cause people want to know, oh my gosh, my account's going to be at zero if we keep up this pace. And you're like, well, that's not really a realistic, um, scenario i mean what are we going to like farm our own food heat our own houses you know well maybe that's a cars? good choice for that if that person is so convinced and uh-huh. maybe investing isn't for them oh yeah and yeah. maybe you should go buy thousand acres in the middle of iowa or kansas or something and kind of do that and then there's nothing wrong with that sure yeah. and if you want to wait around for that and it doesn't happen that's fine yeah it's just not, most of us aren't yeah doing it, that or want to do that the line of work yeah the line of work that i do if someone has that strong of a conviction like everything's going to zero and there's no companies that i can invest in they're just awful yeah you're right you know investing is not for them you yeah. know um, I would even say that the banks aren't right for them too, because even the banks, you know, the whole that, system. Yeah, the whole system. The whole system. Yeah. So, but on the flip side, Glenn, if I can, I mean, you're someone who tries to be self-sustaining mm-hmm. and prepared, yeah. and you cut firewood, you raise uh-huh. chickens, you yeah. do this and that. Um, but you're still in the system, shall oh, yeah, we yeah. say? But you're trying to prepare yourself yeah. for, yeah, the what ifs. I want to be prepared and I want to live a good life. Yeah, prudent planning and yeah. wisdom, but you know, not living in fear because fear is a uh, really nasty line of thought and it yeah. can make you make really rash decisions. And so I've never liked to live my life or make any decisions in fear because if I am, um, that means I need to step take a step back and, and just give it some time. Like Dave Ramsey says, if you're you know stressed out, angry, drunk, or fearful, that's not a good time to make a uh, <laughs> <laughs> life yeah. decision, right? Cause yeah. you're just, you're not thinking, you know, things clearly. And so, yeah, I think if people really do have that concern and it's legitimate, they really are convinced the market's going to zero, then the stock market may not be right for them. And then I tell people too, like if they're going to invest in the market, you got to give me at least two years. If you're not willing to commit to two years to the work that we do, it's going to be really hard for me to be successful for you. Yeah. Um, I may be successful in the first six, months. Great. You know, what happens if we had a year like 2022 and we start off and it's just a rough year. So I, I try to coach my clients and having the right perspective and making sure that their perspective and my perspective are, are similar. Cause you know, if they, if they are convinced, like I said, the market's going to zero and got to hoard all their money under their mattress, you know, I, I don't know how much I can help them, you know, well, maybe yeah, if that's all they want to do now, if they want to have a part of that, I, I can respect that. And I think that's, you know, okay. But yeah, that, that fear of everything going to zero, I just don't think is 100% warranted in my opinion. Well, and Lisa, the next point, because I mean, what if we have another year like 2008? What if we have another year like 1929? Or what should I do if we enter a recession? And I think you talked about it, but technical standards, probably we have been yeah, in one, yeah, but they kind of change the numbers. But what if we enter a recession? I, I would rephrase that as what happens when we do enter a recession because this it's not like that's not going to happen ever again. Yeah. It's inevitable. Um, it's going to happen eventually. And so I've actually talked with a lot of people that don't think we're quite in a recession right now. They're like, Oh, what happens if we're, you know, in a recession, we're like, "Mm, we already are in a recession, you know, by a technical definition, which is two quarters of declining GDP, um, which, the White House has then said, oh, well, that's not really the definition. <laughs> so they can kind of uh, change it change it, or make themselves look better. But that's the 
long held definition. So, um, yeah, we're in a technical recession right now. The big question is how long, you know, how severe and, um, you know, am I well insulated for that? Uh, right now we're looking at the job market is still red hot. You know, consumer spending is still up, even though interest rates have gone up, people are still spending, people are still working. So, um, I think that's a good sign where technically we're in a recession, but yet things are still strong when, when no one's working and people are getting foreclosed on and everyone's losing their houses. That is a much different scenario of a recession. We think of recession as 2008, like pretty dramatic, but mm -hmm. that's just an extreme case. You know, there could be a, you know, kind of mini recession or a baby recession or just a mild one. So I think that's something to take into account too, is, you know, I think when the people think of recession, they're automatically going to the extreme. And I just don't think that's always uh, a fair assessment. And, the final one here, and we've gone over a lot, and I encourage everyone to listen back to last week's podcast as well, because these are great questions that um, a lot of folks brought to Glenn. Uh, look up Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least on your favorite podcast provider. Um, I, I call this, the, the, I mentioned it before, the brother-in-law or the neighbor, you know, the advice the, or, you know, the barbershop advice or whatever, if anyone does that. I heard about this annuity from my neighbor that pays 7%. Should I move a large amount of the, the, the money, my money into that? Because I heard about it. Is it 7%? <laughs> fixed uh, done yeah to your point too of the different advice <laughs> definitely don't want to take advice from like a talking animated fox on tv you know, <laughs> that's like the worst place to get advice there's a know, lot of from, those yeah and i've seen those or like a dancing crocodile telling you what to do it's like oh that's terrible but mm -hmm. if you're getting advice from people who themselves like you, they're not successful or, or where you want to be i'd always take it with a grain of salt if someone's in a much better position than you are and you want to attain them and this is what they say i would take that with a lot more um you know just it'd be higher weight mentors and yeah. people who have been there yeah. so let's talk about the annuity um okay so say you're an insurance company and you're offering an annuity that pays seven percent guaranteed well, how does the annuity or insurance company make money, right? Because they don't—they're not just doing this out of the goodness of their heart, right? So, how are they? There's got to be some sort of catch, right? There's got to be some sort of between the lines uh, caveat. Because if you could just get a seven percent guarantee, there's no risk of loss, immediately liquid. Yeah, that seems like a pretty good deal on the surface, but that's not always the case with annuities. There's a lot more moving pieces. And from what I've seen, um, 7% is pretty rich. Um, if you're at maybe 65, that's more like five, five and a half percent from real life clients that have annuities that I've seen. Um, but w one thing that they may not have told you that the neighbor, you know, didn't disclose is, you know, how much are they paying for that annuity? Cause the annuity company has to make money. So they're paying all these fees, fees and costs yeah. to have these quote unquote benefits. And there's usually a lockup period too. You have to buy the annuity and stay in it for X amount of years. And if you get out early, you get penalized. So there's that. Plus, um, you know, the one thing is, that, oh, they'll get a 5% guaranteed, you know, you know, withdrawal, but it's on a, you know, it's on a different amount than maybe what the account value is and you have to annuitize it. And so they pay that out over a year. So it's not like it's a bad thing, but I think it's just always in context. Um, is it a tool? Yeah, it's, it's a tool. Situations. Yeah. And it can, you can be used for certain situations. I like to try and see if we can't create our own annuity like product and not be in that seven year surrender period, not have all the same fees. Cause my father-in-law was in annuity for years. Um, and he brought me a statement and, uh, he's like, Hey, I was investing in the market this whole time. Why isn't my account up? 
Well, he's paying 4.4% in ongoing costs between everything. And that's pretty standard for some annuities. So um, those are just things to consider. So not to say annuities are bad, but it just, you have to get the full story. Yeah, and how strong is the company behind them? Exactly. You know, yeah. I yeah. Mean, we've seen it. You, exactly. You, you yeah. Know, so, so, so yeah, if you get guaranteed 7% return somewhere and there's no, or, or even another uh, example is, you know, I've seen some land deals. Um, some of my clients are involved with some stuff where they'll hard money lend, or they'll mm-hmm. lend to a builder or developer and they'll, you know, get charged the developers maybe twelve or thirteen percent interest, but yet the investor gets a ten percent return. And so they say, hey, that's pretty good. It pays ten percent in day in and day out. But what they're not thinking is what is the risk of that uh, builder going out of business because they couldn't get traditional financing. That's because if they did, they would have gone to Bank of America and got a seven yeah. percent loan. So they're higher risk to begin with. And say the economy slows down and the market housing market, you know, retracts and they can't finish their project. Well, now (laughs) you got all this money tied up into this project that it's going to take years through litigation to get your money back. So, so everything has a caveat, right? And that one was paying 10%, which sounds pretty good, but you know, how much risk, you know, did you have to take to get that 10%? Is it too good to be true? Oh yeah. Yeah, All right. Glenn, uh, good stuff here. And like I said, I encourage everyone to go back and listen to last week and probably this one over again as well by looking up intelligent investing with Glenn Least and call Glenn anytime, 928-225-2474. Also intelligent investing at WTWealthManagement.com. That's all the time we got for today. Yeah. And one last plug is um, if you guys want to have some certain content or guests or topics to cover, email me those at intelligentinvesting.com. We'd happy to cover it. I've got a lot of people I know, a lot of professionals, a lot of great relationships. So whatever you guys want to hear that you think we haven't covered, that'd be great. Or questions, uh, shoot me an email. We'd love to incorporate in the show. Intelligent investing at WTWealthManagement.com. And a lot of those are up on the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of professionals that have come in as well. All right. We'll be back next week. Have a great week. See you soon. The following has been paid programming brought to you by WT Wealth Management. Nothing we've discussed should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational purposes only. Please do your own research and speak to an investment advisor or financial planner before making any investment decisions.